Welcome back to High Tide. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the proposed wind farms off the New South Wales coast, and and I have been accused of being biased in this, not presenting both sides of the story, and there's good reason for that. I just can't see the pros, and there seems to be a lot of cons. At the moment, the Newcastle and Port Stephens Game Fishing Club president, uh, Troy Radford, is going to join us online, because Troy... Good morning to you. Thank you for your time so early in the morning. You've been pretty heavily involved in in this proposal and chatting with you during the week, there's some pretty shocking details that you've got. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having us. Yeah, that's that's correct. Um, the, the details on what the federal government is proposing is quite astonishing to think that our own government would even entertain doing something so terrible to our environment. Now, the biggest thing I think everybody sort of is sitting back and being complacent about is they think, well, how's this going to affect us? It's going to be offshore. But these are massive, massive plans that they have. Yeah, that's correct. These things are ginormous. Um, To to give you a bit of an idea on how big these things are, they're they're 260 metres high. So for all the local people out there, Yakabar Headland, which is actually a small mountain, is only 220 metres high. Um, Sydney Sydney um, Harbour Bridge is half the size of this at 130 metres high. So these things are twice the height of Sydney Harbour Bridge. Um, and they're, they're going to actually be spread out over a zone of, of 1,800 square kilometres, which is actually bigger than Greater London. So it's a, it's a massive area. And they're massive objects that supposedly will float in the ocean and harness the wind for the energy. So it's, it's, it's really hard to believe that something so big can be put out at sea um, and it will be visible for the public to see. And you'll be able to see this from, from land, will you? Definitely. That's, that's correct. Um, oh. some, something that big, will, you'll be able to see it from miles away. So when, when we actually fish out at sea on the continental shelf, which is 25 to 30 kilometres out to sea, we can actually see Tomaree and Yakabar headlands. Um, and these things are bigger than that, spread for, for a distance of 90 kilometres. Um, so it's, it's unbelievable to think that something that big can be spanned over such a huge area. It's going to affect everyone. And the, the length of these proposals, now just, just fill us in with the details that you've got. I believe that there's three proposals in total just for this area, exclude Illawarra, but three individual companies that could potentially be running these. So we could have like 100 kilometres of these in a line. How are we going to get out past the shelf to go fishing? Well, that, that's correct. And I've, I've been fortunate enough, I suppose, to, I've actually spoken with Chris Bowen's office and I've actually been lucky enough to speak with some of these companies that are proposing to um, develop these turbines in this zone. So the zone actually runs from north of Broughton Island all the way south past Redhead. Now, they vary in distance off the coast, anywhere from 15 kilometres um, to, to 20 kilometres off the coast. And the width of, of roughly sort of 10 to 15 kilometres wide for that whole distance. So these companies are vying for a licence to do their research, supposedly, um, to do their environmental impact statements and their feasibility studies for this to go ahead. Now, Chris Bowen's office said to me in a meeting 
that they plan on issuing three licenses for these areas. One, one company alone that I've sat down with, they're proposing 115 of these turbines. Um, with, with that, they're going to have three floating substations. These turbines are floating um, with mass structures under the water. They, a bit like a um, oil, oil rig platform, I suppose you'd call it. So these are going to be anchored to the sea floor. These companies, in their paperwork that they're putting towards the government, um, talk about they've got to level the sea floor off. They will anchor these big things to the ocean floor and they will float um, and it runs the distance of Broughton Island to Redhead. So the, not only the, the damage that it's going to do to the environment with um, the ecosystem, the fish, the whales, the bird migration, vessels aren't going to be allowed to travel anywhere near these objects. Now, the state government or the federal government has actually put in law when they've zoned this that it's a 500-metre exclusion zone. So for a yacht or a, a powerboat or a fishing boat or, or any vessel, they've got to stay away 500 metres off these turbines. So to be able to access some of these grounds, you're going to have to travel all the way north of Broughton Island to go out to the continental shelf and come all the way back down to, um, to get back in. You know, it's a 90-kilometre stretch. It's not feasible. It just it can't work. Especially if um, the swells are up. I mean, it, it's almost, I'm not trying to overdo this, Troy, in any way, shape or form, but if you get out there and the weather conditions change and it, it chops up, really, you, people's lives are being put in danger. It, it, exactly right. And that's, we, we get the nor'easter of an afternoon or in the summer months, um, it could blow 25 to 30 knots out there. They expect vessels to travel potentially 90 kilometres up the coast in, in horrendous conditions to come back into port. It's, um, it's a dangerous, dangerous thing that could actually happen. Um, the other thing with these turbines people don't realise is that they, they affect the radar system with vessels. So any vessel coming in and up and down the coast, when they get close, their radar won't work. So if we've got boats, vessels, yachts, ships travelling up and down the coast of the night time, they're not going to actually be able to pick these radar with the radar. Won't be able to pick up these turbines. So we have a chance of collisions, um, which is another issue. It's a, it's a huge issue. Interesting to know, Troy. Since I spoke to you during the week, I was chasing up a few scientists out of the United States because there's similar proposals on the east coast of the United States of America at the moment, and many, many scientists came out and said, "Hey, listen." You know, we've got record numbers of beached whales happening on the east coast of the United States at the moment. This is happening for a reason. We need to find out why this is happening. And the, the biggest thing they keep pointing to are these wind farms. Now, I've got to point out in fairness to those that are for it, this is not proven. Yet I could not get one of five scientists that I spoke to to come on the program to talk about a quote-unquote controversial subject. So it tells you that it's they can bring out all the environmental impact studies that they like. It's going to have an impact on the environment. Yeah, these, these turbines, you've got the, the electricity cables running in the water. So they generate an electromagnetic field which in turn will be in the water. They also put off a harmonic with them spinning in the air that put a vibration in the water. Now, most sea life 
work on um, electro fields in the water. Um, they communicate through their noise in the water. So if we've got all this disruption in the water, it leads to one thing, and that's disaster. Um, and yet these whales that are travelling up and down the coast are going to be really hit hard. Um, and yet we see it overseas that there's a lot of whales washing up. Um, there was some overseas there that when they actually did the autopsy, all their ears were bleeding. And they believe it's from these electromagnetic fields and the, the noise in the water. Uh, unfortunately, like you said, it, it, it's still not quite proven yet. So hence the reason that these wind farms need to be stopped until there's further investigation before we go and harm um, all these beautiful creatures that are swimming up and down in the, the ocean. And we all want environmentally f- uh, friendly forms of energy. This is not about just you know, slamming an idea for the sake of slamming an idea, but there needs to be a lot more consultation. There needs to be a lot more given, uh, particularly to bishows uh, that are, are heading out. And this, we're talking commercial here as well as recreational, in being able to get to these grounds safely. Are our radios going to work when we're clo- close to these things? Are we going to have problems if something goes wrong where we can't communicate with marine rescue? So what can we do about it, Troy? How can we, um, how can we rally together to let the government know that this is not on? So at the moment, we've got a couple of things going on. We've got a petition out there um, to, to stop the wind farms off Port Stephens and Newcastle. So if your listeners go to our website, Newcastle Port Stephens Game Fish Club, there's links there um, and you can print off the petition. We urge everyone to sign it. We're, we need to get 10,000 signatures and we're going to take that to Parliament and we're going to march in, bang on their door, and we're going to demand that, that the government listens to us. We're also um, in the process now of organising a, a rally, and that's on the 7th of October. Um, it'll be in Port Stephens somewhere. Um, so we're going to get all the people together. We're going to invite all the politicians and all the, all the people involved in this to speak, um, to put their side forward so that the people can hear what's going on. Because, unfortunately, it was all done underhandedly. There wasn't a a good enough consultation period. They, they had a 65-day consultation period for something so big. They only received 2,000 um, submissions, but out of those 2,000 submissions, 66% of people were against the wind farm, yet they still decide to do it. Um, I also urge all the listeners out there to, to send an email to your local members and asking them, guys, what side of the fence do you sit on? What, what are you doing? Um, because if we don't all stand up and ask questions, this is going to happen and it's going to um, affect another ecosystem. Troy, I really appreciate your time this morning. We're going to whack a link on our Facebook uh, page, the High Tide Facebook page, with uh, a link to, um, to your website so that people can readily uh, access this. Now, they have to print it out, sign it, and... and you want these as written written documents because then you can take them and pl- literally plonk them down on the minister's desk, right? That's correct. So if you can print it off, sign it, have your partners sign it, um, your neighbours, anyone that's um, got any, any interest in the environment, um, please sign it and send it back to us. Um, also, there's, there's a lot of businesses up here in, in the Hunter, um, Port Stephens and Newcastle. There's a list on 
on our on our another Facebook page, Port Stephens Fishing Page. So it lists all the businesses that are behind it. Um, I think right now there's like 85 to 100 businesses that have that have got the petition in their stores. So if you can get along to there and sign it, um, we'll get this pile of signatures, this petition, and we'll go to Canberra with it, and we'll bang on their door, and we'll demand answers, and we'll demand that they listen to the people. Well, Troy, thank you so much for flying the flag for us. I really appreciate you coming on this morning and, and taking the time to have a chat with us. Besides that, how's the game fishing going up there? Is, is there reasons to smile? Yeah, no, it's um, been a pretty good season. It was probably the hottest hottest season we've had on Marlin uh, for, for 25 years. And, yeah, it's shaping up to be a good season again this summer. We've um, had a lot of yellowfin this season about so a lot of boats getting out there getting in amongst the action and getting the elephant so it's been great well Troy thanks again for your time and uh, hopefully that that the joys of fishing can continue beyond these wind farms thanks for uh, having a chat this morning thanks for having us this is high tide I'm going to whack uh, the link to that uh, website up on our Facebook page right now so do go along click on it it'll be you'll see halfway down the page there's wind farm partition just click on that and the document will come up for you we'll be back with more right after this break